Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, you'll hear from Raider greats Matt Millen and also Van McElroy as officially day one of my vacation gets started. It's Wednesday, June 21st, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders. Win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just win. Your team Just every win. day. Just win. Welcome here, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Lockdown Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. And of course, if you're checking us out on YouTube, as always, we thank my man Ari. He does a great job each and every day, making sure we're looking good, sounding good, we're doing what we're supposed to do on YouTube. Check him out on Twitter at Ari Produces. You can hit me up on Twitter as well at your boy Q254. But I suggest don't hit me up on Twitter right now because I am on vacation. So what I'm doing is a little best of show for the next few days until I return on the 28th. Um, myself and the family making a break, getting up out of here real quick, you know, getting a little R&R, well-deserved R&R for not only me but the family, probably more importantly them because they're tired of hearing me talk Raiders each and every day, talk sports each and every day and work so much. So just a little bit of time to get away and chill and, and have some downtime and then we'll get back uh, and get ready for training camp when that comes around and go full throttle. So what I'm doing is going through and finding some of the really good interviews I feel like I had over the course of the year on Raider Nation Radio 920, also here on the Lockdown Raider Podcast, and uh, just bring it to the show. So if you missed it, then uh, you get a chance to hear it. Uh, if you remember it and you liked it and you want to hear it again, cool. It's all good. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. The first interview is actually when I did, uh, upon further review at the Raiders headquarters, I was filling in for Eddie Pascal. He was out on paternity leave, and I had an opportunity to catch up with great Matt Millen, former linebacker, multi-time Super Bowl champ. Uh, we all sat in the in the Raiders uh, uh, podcast studio that they had and had a really good conversation. Here is that conversation with Raider Great. Matt Millen. Doing pretty good. Yeah, so far so good. Yes, yes, yes. Not dead yet. That's good. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, being out there on the grass and being out there on the blacktop, it it got pretty hot pretty quick. It is very deceptive. Yes. The biggest deception. Yeah, no, it is. It's warm fast. I thought that, hey, man, I got shorts on today. It's not going to be too bad. And then all of a sudden it just it crept up, and I thought, okay, it's pretty hot. Let me go inside to the studio. So I'm glad that you're able to join us here in the studio. And you're here with uh, a bunch of the legends and, you know, the Raiders, they always pride in, in the alumni and, and, the you know, how much the alumni means to the silver and black. What does it mean for you to be able to come back each and every year and even just observe OTAs like today? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, but for me, I mean, it's enjoyable because it gives you – lets you become – kind of part of the thread of the of the organization and so you also you know have a chance to speak to the younger players get to know the younger players and they're all younger at this point <laughs> and so um it's it's just you know it's good to stay in touch what is it when you're out there observing i know what i'm kind of looking for i'm looking for attendance i'm looking for you know size of guys see if they bulked up from a year ago seeing if there's you know look like the drills are going pretty smoothly but from your standpoint what are you looking for when you're out there so in in these situations in these settings you're looking for skill sets mm-hmm. and can they be demonstrated against competition but it's not hard competition you right. you're running around in your shorts right so it's not like you're hitting anybody so really what you're looking for is you don't want to see guys make mental mistakes. Mm-hmm. You want to see guys be right with their footwork. You want to see guys get their hand placement and all that kind of stuff. And then even if you're not, if you're a rookie and you're doing this stuff, you're, you're still trying to figure it out. So it's just really getting everybody there and then getting a feel for what kind of team you're going to have. Right. Because inevitably uh, what it comes down to is, is the group has to gel. Mm-hmm. 
And if it doesn't gel, you don't have a chance. And if it does gel, you got a shot. How much? How important is that right now? Oh, gelling. I mean, even though there's 90 guys, but how important is it to start gelling right now? Yeah. So you're going into the into the uh, into the schedule here, thinking, you know, who your guys are going to be, you hope to be. And there's some going to be. There's obviously going to be some guys that are going to surprise you, and you think, hey, we got one. Right. And so what you really want to see is your core group develop. And you don't win a championship without the locker room being right. Mm -hmm. You can't have guys who don't love football. You can't have guys who don't try to give it their all or who have some kind of pride or a chip on their shoulder to try to prove to you. I mean, if you have that element, you got a real chance. Because generally what ends up happening in the league is you – it's not that you win games, you lose games. Mm-hmm. So you make more mistakes. Right. So the, the idea is not to make as many mistakes as the other team while still trying to maintain a high level of play. And so the guys who make fewer mistakes are guys who are smart, mm-hmm. are guys who it means something to, and then they put the work into it. That's and, something that Coach McDaniels just told us a little while ago, that that's what he's looking for, especially in the in the rookies. You know, I asked him about Aiden O'Connell. He said, hey, he's swimming right now, right. but he's smart. You know, he loves football, and, and he's out here. And, and, again, these are OTAs that are voluntary. So it shows that you love football when you're out here working. Well, if you're a rookie and you're not here, <laughs> right. you got, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I but I, I had a lot of Aiden's games in college. Mm-hmm. He was at Purdue, and and so he's he has the skill set to be able to, to stick, right? Mm-hmm. And so he – he can throw a long ball, but with the state of their offensive line at Purdue, he was getting rid of the ball pretty quick. Right. So he had to see things fast. He had to recognize things fast. They played a lot of man against him to try to take things away, and he was accurate with the football. And so all those things are going to be a plus for him. Talking again with uh, former Raider, the great Matt Millen here with us on the Palm Further Review, brought to you by Coors Light. Uh, one of the things I noticed about Aiden O'Connell and, and something that Dave Ziegler's pointed out and Josh McDaniels is that they like guys that have been through some things and, and yeah. some deal, dealt with some adversity. He walked on at Purdue, you yep. know, he, he had to fight his way up the depth chart, and now you know he was a fourth round pick. So a guy like that, I feel like he's going to come out here with a lot to prove. Yeah, and he's that kind of kid anyway. And he had some he had some family problems. Uh, uh, somebody, one of his family members, died last year. And I had mm-hmm. that game actually and he played through it and so you know he's he's been through the ringer a little bit and so he gets it and you like to see that right and because even with all those things on him all the emotional stress and all that kind of stuff he still he still played well right and that's that's really important and again he's building that right now and he's getting a lot of reps we know Jimmy Garoppolo is still you know rehabbing right now so uh, it, it's almost one of those things where I feel like he's able to take advantage of reps that he might not be getting as many of if Jimmy was healthy right now. Yeah, I mean, all the quarterbacks. Right. I mean, Hoyer, it's the same thing. So yeah. you have to take advantage when you get it. Mm-hmm. And you never know when it's going to happen, right? So right now he has an opportunity, so you take advantage of it as much as you can. Right. There's there's no doubt about it. Again, Matt Millen is with us here. And so, again, just being out there with your alumni brother, you know, how, how is that? I mean, knowing that you guys worked really hard and built some really, really great Raider teams, how, how, how much fun is that to be back with them? Yeah. That's interesting. We had a great talk uh, with uh, Dave Ziegler this morning, and um, one of the things we were talking about is like all those guys in there that you look at now and were are great, like Art Shell, yeah, great and mm-hmm. great legend, right? And uh, you know, there's guys like that. So Art showed up here at the Raiders, and he wasn't a legend; mm-hmm. he was just a rookie, right? And he had to learn, and he learned from the guys before him. And then Art, when I got here. Art took me under his wing with Gene Upshaw, and that's how I learned what a Raider is. Mm -hmm. And I think in the league right now, that's hard to do Mm -hmm. because 
rosters get turned over so fast and free agency guys leave fast. They're here for two years and they're gone. And you really, it's hard to build a core. And so I think that's one of the things that the Raiders are trying to do right now. And, um, and I, I hope that it takes, but for us, it was a different experience than, than the way football is right now. You know, you mentioned building that core, and Dave Ziegler's told me and told mother, many others that, you know, he's trying to build this team through the draft. How important is that? As you've been in that position, Huge. how important is that to be able to hit on, on more of your draft picks? So we used to say, now you're talking, this is 20 years ago. Right. Well, so we used to say, if we hit on five picks, okay. we're good. Mm-hmm. That's a good draft. I think today it's probably more like three. Yeah. And it's... And if you get a free agent someplace, uh, you know, undrafted free agent, mm-hmm. or if you get a late round pick that can play, right. that's a that's a bonus. So you're really looking at those first three guys that have to contribute, and then the rest of your team is made up of uh, free agents, right? And and that's a whole new world that we that didn't exist when I played, right? And so um, it's different because every year it's a new makeup. Mm-hmm. That's why maintaining a core is so important. Well, they maintained Max Crosby. They extended him to. last season, and he is one of those leaders. You mentioned you know, uh, Art Shell taking you under his wing. He's mentioned he wants to take Tyree Wilson under his wing. Right. He wants to help those defensive guys blend and gel, and, and he wants to be that leader. How important is it to have that leader like he does in Max Crosby? Huge. I mean, you, you can't overstate how important that it is. Mm-hmm. I, my, my guess and my gut is Josh Jacobs is another one of those guys. Right. I just think that... Um, there are some guys that are just natural leaders. Mm-hmm. There's some guys who are thrust into that leadership position based on how they're playing. But some guys, they don't like it. Mm-hmm. They, they're not, they don't really want to be that guy. They, they like playing at a high level, mm-hmm. but let that to somebody else. And there are some guys that are just natural born. They walk in, they, they just take over. That's right. just their personality. When you have one of them... And he can play, you, you need to hold on to it because they're really hard to find. Is Max Crosby not the definition of a Raider? When you see him, yeah. I mean, you know what a Raider looks like. Yeah. He, to me, seems he's like... He's a new Raider because we didn't have all those tax back <laughs> in the day. <laughs> well, he's a, he's a fun Raider, right? Yeah. He's, he's representing the organization and he wants to win. You know, yeah. you talk about guys with edges and chips on their shoulder. I mean, the guy was a fourth-round pick, right? right? They told That's him good. he had to get size. You got right. to get bigger. That's the only way you're going to be able to play. And he went Skinny out and got double-digit di- yeah, double sacks. <laughs> so if I'm his teammate, I keep reminding him of that. Right. You want you want to keep, keep him on edge. Oh yeah. So yeah. Howie was like that. Mm-hmm. Howard Matthew Moses Long, great <laughs> player. I mean, great player. Howie never thought he was good enough to stick. Mm-hmm. So I always reminded him every year. Right. Hey, don't forget you're you're a stiff, right? You, <laughs> You're not that good. And the great ones do that, right? The great yeah. ones continue to find ways to push themselves yep. or, like you said, have teammates out to push them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so, I mean, and it's all, you know, it's he loved the game. Mm-hmm. Max loves the game. There are guys, when you have those guys, you got to hold on to them. Right. But you also have to have relationships on the team. Like that, like, you know, I still call Howie and I tell him, hey, you're not that good. You know that, right? <laughs> so, You're the only one that can get away with that. <laughs> no, no, no. Howard Matthew Moses, man, he was, he was a guy who he was really – he looked hard at himself every yeah. game. You That's know, if good. He got blocked one time. All I had to do was remind him of it right. all week long. <laughs> That's awesome. That's all. I, I, I want to run into him and be like, Howie. You know you weren't really that good, and then just get out the way, right? <laughs> He's gonna be like, "Wait, hold on, who are you telling me?" No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't do that. He might say, "You talked to Millen, didn't you?" Right, right, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, you've been in front offices. You know what building these teams are about. 
how I don't want to say stressful, but how is it this time of year, especially a June 1st? I mean, there's June 1st cuts. There's all kind of stuff that goes into building a roster. Yeah. So it's you have a, you have your system down. Mm-hmm. You have to be on the same page with your head coach. So Dave is doing Dave. If he's doing his job right, mm-hmm. which I know he is. Right. Um, he and the head coach have got to be on the same page. They have to be in, in step. And inevitably, you're really relying more on your head coach than than you as a GM. Right. You'll give him his your opinion. You both will share those opinions. And then, you know, if he says, look, I like this guy better, mm-hmm. I'm not going to take the guy he doesn't like. you right. got to take the guy he likes or you're not going to play him. I've, mm-hmm. I've watched that happen before. Yeah. And so you, you just have to really, both of you have to see the same things, have the same eyes, understand how you want to use the guy, how does he fit in our system, and then no use getting a guy who doesn't work in your system or can't do what you're asking him to do. And so you just um, – it, it's just – Pretty much a complete piece of it, and then you, you get on the same page and it'll work. Well, I'll tell you, I saw Dave Ziegler uh, walking around the fields, you know, talking to the guys. He's always in a good good mood, spirit-wise, you know, just looks like he's so into what he's doing. I'm sure that talent evaluation is a lot of fun. Matt, I'll tell you, you I think you're in midseason form. You ready to go call some games, or, you know, you still, you want to enjoy this? I know you want to enjoy the summer, but it's like you're ready to go call some games. No, I think I might have to go get my back surgery. <laughs> Well, we don't. We Back want killing me. Oh well, we're gonna make sure that you're okay. What What do you got coming up next? I mean, what, what are you guys on the agenda today? You just kind of floating around with the fellas and just yeah, observing that. And you know, you can't understate that. That's it's so good to see guys. Yeah, you know, and there's and there's so many different guys that from different eras. It's interesting though because because we all came through the Raider organization, and we were heavily influenced by Al, mm-hmm. right? And so. Um, when you see that, we know what you've been through. We understand how you were coached. We understand, and all the guys here all won Super Bowls. And so you have something to go back to. So it's it's pretty good. Well, I'll tell you what. It's good to see you guys all out there. Sometimes I get caught up just kind of watching, observing, and seeing all the greats walking and talking. And uh, it's always great to be able to catch up with you. Thanks for, for spending some time with us today. Uh, not a problem at all. Thank you very much. So there you go. That was my conversation with Matt Millen. Again, I was doing a palm further review. I was filling in for Eddie Pascal over at the Raiders facility. Uh, that was a really good, uh, fun time, actually, as a matter of fact. It was when uh, a lot of the Raider alumni were there at the facility checking out OTAs, and they had a nice alumni event going on and uh, here in town in Las Vegas. And so uh, being able to catch up with Matt Millen, and you could just hear his understanding, talk about how he long, and all kind of other uh, you know subjects there in that conversation. But I thought that that was a really good conversation. Come Coming up in segment number two, matter of fact, segment number two and segment number three, Van McElroy. I had an opportunity to talk to him one year removed from the tragedy that happened at Uvalde, Texas, in his hometown of Uvalde, Texas, at Robb Elementary, uh, where multiple uh, people lost their lives, a senseless tragedy. Mark Davis stepped up to the plate, donated a whole lot of money to help secure the schools there in Uvalde, and uh, Van McElroy joined my radio show one year removed from that date to talk about it. So you hear that coming up in segment number two and segment number three after I tell you about the title sponsor, which is FanDuel. Baseball season's in full swing. There's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bet. If your first bet doesn't win, all you got to do is go to FanDuel.com slash on to join today. There's so many different ways you can play, so many different styles. You can uh, have a player prop bet. You could do an over-under. You can do a totals. You can uh, you know, even do early plays as far as college football goes on win totals. We did that the other day on our Locked On Bet show, myself and Lee Sterling. So there's so many 
many different elements that you could play on FanDuel. But right now, you got to check it out so you don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademarks are used with permission. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Again, a little best of action here on the show as I'm on vacation, getting a little R&R. And this was a really good conversation that meant a lot to me. I woke up in the morning on uh, May 24th, uh, 2023, and realized I needed to get Van McElroy on the show. It had been one year after the tragedy that happened in his hometown of Uvalde, Texas, at Robb Elementary. Uh, many people lost their lives senselessly, and uh, Raiders owner Mark Davis really stepped up to the plate, donated a million dollars to help secure the schools there in Uvalde, Texas, and really put a lot of pressure on other organizations like the Cowboys, like the Texans, like HEB there in Texas, who makes a lot of money uh, you know, to be able to uh, donate as well and help secure other schools in the area and, and also Uvalde as well. If they see a, a owner from a city in Las Vegas or, you know, Henderson, where the where the Raiders facility is donating that kind of money to help uh, benefit their community, they had to step up to the plate as well. So without further ado, here's part one of the conversation that myself and Damon had on Raider Nation Radio 920 with the great Van McElroy. Join us now on the phone lines is good friend of the show, former Raider safety. That's Van McElroy. And Van, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Definitely appreciate you. And uh, usually I like to have you on the show. We're talking about a lot of fun stuff. We're talking about, you know, maybe the Hall of Fame, talking about training camp. But have to reflect back. It's been a year since the tragedy in your hometown right there, Uvalde, Texas, uh, at, at Robb Elementary. And so I just wanted to check in. I don't think that we should ever forget and stop talking about things because, well, that's why things continue to happen is when we stop, you know, thinking about things and talking about things and ignoring stuff. So I wanted to look back and reflect. It's been a year. How is the community healing? How is everything going on today there in Uvalde? Well, what I can say uh, on the positive side is the – uh, by the way, good to talk to you guys uh, as, I, as I get into this thing, and, and it's been a long time, and so hope you guys are well. But, but as I can, uh, just going to kind of take a, a back seat here, look at some of the things. That, what I do know is, is the, the Raiders came in, wrote a million dollar check, and that check has been used, spent, and all the fencing is up, uh, all the cameras, the doors, all of those things that were committed to be done to make these schools. And, and when I say safe, that, that's, you know, someone can fly a plane over and, you know, parachute or mm-hmm. get something and cut a hole in the metal fence. I mean, there's, we can, we can go all over the place with this thing. Bottom line is it's, they are very safe. Now that has been done. A lot of times those things are committed to, and you go and you look and nothing's being done. This has been done and it's been done for a while. So that part is, is it, you know, that standing and That's awesome. the, the other part is just under, you know, trying to understand uh, and feel for the families that are still going through this. I mm-hmm. mean, it's never going to end for them. It's, it's something that they see every day because they don't see their child every day or, or a grandchild. And so that part of it is, is still ongoing and, and it will continue to be that way. Uh, the community, I think, I think has come together. I think uh, there are parts of it that always come in and, uh, the political side of it uh, that that maybe are trying to take advantage of a situation that may be going on a little bit today and and what have you and and that's a very difficult part of it and 
Um, you know, it's, I, I guess sometimes it's necessary. I don't know. I'm not going to get into it. Right. We do necessarily hear, but, but that part of it certainly is here. Uh, the, the legal side of it uh, is, is, is a part that's very difficult and complicated. And, and certainly that part uh, has taken its place and, and, and they're working through that part of it. Uh, but, but what I can say about going forward with the children, uh, they're in a safe place now. So that part is good. That is fantastic. It really is. It's good to know because, like you said, a lot of times money is committed to a certain project, and you never really see that project go all the way through. So to know that at least steps are being made to keep our children safe in the community, safe as possible, that is really good. And, and Van, and again, we're talking with Van McElroy, former Raider Safety here on Raider Nation Radio 920. How important is it for the community, though, to stay together? Like you said, Families will never get their kids back. They're always going to have that void, right? We all have faced some kind of tragedy and realized that that goes on. But how important is it for that community to stay together and, and hug on each other and love on each other so they can continue to try to heal? That is the only part of this that will get I in, in my, you know, thought process, it's the only part that can get any community through is, is the community staying close and coming together and, and making sure that, that we're looking out uh, for one another. Uh, that part is uh, is terribly important, and it is powerful. And trying to keep uh, those from the outside coming in to create problems, uh, that also, it's a very important part of it. And, and I think we've done a fairly good job of, of keeping that where it needs to be. Uh, and I think the, the other side of this, you just understand that there's, it's complicated. Right. And, you know, I do think that, you know, the legal side that, that is there and needs to be there and, and, and what have you, uh, that's an ongoing process. But as far as community coming together, and I think uh, working together to build a safer community, I do think that has been a big part of it. Like I said before, you know, that when when Mark Davis came in here and, and, and wrote the check and did it quickly, I mean, what was interesting about it is that it really forced the hand of a lot of people in, in the state of Texas. You know, the, mm-hmm. you, then all of a sudden you had the, the Cowboys, the Oiler, you know, you had uh, 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 HEB and, and just different ones uh, coming in to, to, you know, we're in Texas. We actually make a living here in that community and people watch us, you know, locally. So they ended up coming in and, and putting in some money too. So I, that, that initial check that Mark Davis wrote and the Raiders, uh, uh, put in this community, not only was the money, and I know this because I went <laughs> and I visited uh, the school several times to make sure that our superintendent, who's a good friend of mine, uh, was spending the money in the right way. And, and he's a good man, and I, I knew he would. But And I took a bunch of pictures. I sent them to, to Mark and let him see the fencing and, and the cameras and the doors and what have you to make sure everyone knew that the money had been spent well and right. So that part of it really did did more than simply make the school safe. It forced the hand of a lot of people. So that was really, a, to me, just a great achievement for the organization. There's no doubt. That's that's well done, and that's, that is awesome. And to, to see an organization like the Raiders that are outside of Texas, you know, kind of lead the lead the way in, in helping out uh, Uvalde. And then all of a sudden, like you said, it, it was like a domino effect. It forced the hand of others to go and help as well. And anything that can help uh, keep our kids safe, and I don't care where you live, that is a win. Every day of the week and twice on Sunday. So I'll take that. I like that. That's 
that's great news right there. Again, Van McElroy is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Go ahead, Damon. Yeah, 2020, they had a piece, and they were talking to some of the mothers around Uvalde who said that they like the murals that are up dedicated to their children. Can you tell us about maybe some of the murals and other pieces of art that are out there in remembrance of these children? There, there are several places where these murals are and, and different pictures. Uh, some of them are on the sides of buildings. Uh, some of them are uh, at the, the actual school. And the ones on the, the buildings are big and bright and certainly are there for everybody to see and not forget. And, and again, when those pictures uh, of those little uh, precious kids uh, are around, it is a reminder of what can happen. And, you know, and, and not only simply not forgetting uh, those children and those families, uh, but again, like I said, it, 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 it reminds us of, you know, of what took place and what can happen if we're not careful and watching out. And so I think there's a lot of things that go into that, but, but those, uh, they're, they're within the community, the downtown area, uh, as you drive by, you'll see them up on the walls of some of the, uh, the buildings. And as you go around the school, you will see, uh, little, uh, statues, uh, maybe a poor term, but, but sort of a, a small mural there that, that really, uh, has the name, a picture and what have you uh, that, that lets people know uh, that that child, you know, is one of the, the ones that was lost. And so those things I think have done, they've done a good job, I think, in, in trying to make it, uh, make it about the whole community and putting it in places that people will see. And then for the city as well, is there any special event that's going to take place where maybe a, a one-year remembrance for these children? They're, they are having that this evening uh, in the, uh, park, it's sort of a park area in the, uh, downtown there by the city hall. And I'm, I'm hopeful that it will go well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a little concerned. Uh, and you know, they're, they, they, they have put out a lot of warnings. Uh, the police are, you know, have brought in other vehicles and other policemen from other areas, uh, just to, to make sure that those that are coming in from outside, which they're coming, uh, do not turn this into something that it's not meant to be. That's my concern. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and so I'm hoping that that something, and we've had several, uh, they've had several of the local stations, uh, mainly uh, in San Antonio, that's where the states are out of. Uh, they've come down and, and, and done stories of, of each of the families and done a great job of that, by the way, I think. Uh, and, and really going and telling their story of uh, over the past year, you know, the, the missing, you know, that missing child that was in that family and what that family had gone through and dealt with and, and just every day. And, and as a parent, uh, all you have to do is just, just watch that and envision the idea of, you know, you having a, a beautiful child for, for several years and all of a sudden, uh, they're gone in a tragic way, and every day you're reminded of that because they're not there. And and I think that's a powerful statement. But I think what they did on those uh, those programs, I think, was a real tribute to these families. At least allowing people to get into their lives and see what was going on, see how difficult it was. And and this thing tonight, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's good. I'm hoping it's not something that will be 
be something that that just turns into something political. So there was part one of our conversation with Van McElroy, a former Raiders safety, Super Bowl champ, really good dude. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's good to talk football. It's good to, you know, break down the team, what he's seeing, all the good times, but also in bad times. It's, time, it's good to have conversations and not get numb to what's going on around the country. And there's no worse feeling than dropping your kids off at school and not knowing if they're going to be safe or they're going to return home. So a uh, really good conversation with Van McElroy. That was only part one. We'll continue with the conversation with uh, Van McElroy. Part two of that will come up in segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. We'll do that next. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to jump into part two of my conversation with Van McElroy. It was one year removed from the tragedy that happened in his hometown, Uvalde, Texas. Uh, multiple uh, students losing their lives, uh, you know, administration losing their lives, just senseless shootings. And we see it way too much across the country and we're numb to it. So uh, instead of running from it and not talking about it and acting like it didn't happen and closing our eyes, we talk about it. The conversation, it should stay fresh in our minds. So here's part two of that conversation with Raider safety Van McElroy. You know, I like to talk about these kind of things not because I like to talk about them, but Van, I always feel like we we become numb to these situations and we think, "Oh yeah, okay, just it, all right, whatever." And then on to the next thing. I think it's responsibly it's responsible for all of us if we don't become numb. And so that's why we should continue to talk about it so we are aware and so we can help try to prevent this from happening anywhere else. That's why I think it's important not to become numb and it seems like too often we, we are becoming numb to these type of situations. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that uh, it certainly is proper to not only uh, at moment, just take time to, to recognize the families, but also uh, take that time to make the point uh, of what can happen in any community. Because you've got these guys, listen, you've got no different than any community out there, large or small. It's just not. And, mm-hmm. and we all have, there's situations and, and individuals that are struggling in life. And as this person was, as they found out and, and they, they're mentally not, not where they need to be. And, and, and then something's available to them. They, they're able to do something and, and, you know, and that it's just difficult because there, there are many ways for people to get a hold of uh, different elements of, you know, of destruction. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just simply going to a store. I mean, it's probably easier. That the tougher the laws get, the, the easier it is to get it. Yep. You know, through through the back market there, and so it just it just it's just complicated. Mm-hmm. And and so you know, but but at the same time, we need to be reminded. You know, not again, uh, be reminded about who it is that we did lost, but but why it is that we lost them, and and, and to make sure that other communities, you know are viewing and watching and, and realizing that it could happen to them tomorrow. And like you said, if we don't, we have to, you know, talk about it every once in a while. Cause, cause we do, we just get busy in life, man. Everybody's mm-hmm. going doing their thing. Everybody has got their life and, you know, we're just moving along. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get a call and the school is locked up. And, it, and in this case, it's your school and your child. Right. And we just got busy again and we didn't take care of business. So, you know, the call was certainly to try and say, hey, guys, here's the deal. This is what happened. It's a horrible thing. We're going to revisit that, you know, each and every year. And and those families will be remembered. 
But let's also have a very good discussion about what we can do to keep schools safer and try to take action, not just talk about it. And so I think the schools here, all the schools have, have done that. The fencing is up and all those things. Um, but I think all the schools, if, if they don't have it, they really need to take a, a, a real, you know, think about this and, and take a long look at it and, and think about doing it. Because that's that to me, that type of action will keep, I mean, at least, you know, if the guy's got to get a, some sort of a you know, thing to burn a hole in the fence, I mean, some, the, the security out there is going to see something. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. they've got to get through stuff. They, they, the doors are, you cannot shoot any, you know, there's no, unless you have a bazooka. <laughs> right. And maybe someone will get one. I don't know. But but you can't, you know, just a normal rifle, you cannot shoot through these doors. You know, it's very difficult. And, and so all those, those measures have been placed there. So at the very least, it will take time for someone to try to get through one part, second part. By that time, someone sees, someone's notified, and we're able to come together and, and, and keep everyone safe. That, that's the whole point of it, and that's what's been done. So I'm hoping that other places that look at this uh, certainly uh, look down and, and certainly pray and think about those beautiful children that were lost, but also uh, think about, what they can do for their community to help make the school safer and, and do it. Yeah, there's no doubt. And again, I tip my cap to, you know, you and, and everyone who got involved, the Raiders and, you know, every uh, outside entity that got involved to help make this come together. Because like you said, it's not foolproof. Like it's not 100% guaranteed, but I'll tell you what, it's a whole hell of a lot better than it was, right? There's a yes. there's a Absolutely. L- yes, exactly. So, yeah, I, I left it, like I, I said. And I think I, I, I think I said the Oilers. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Oilers, Texans, I mean, you know, Titans, it's all the same. uh, It happens. It happens. Right. No doubt. No doubt. Van McElroy is our guest here at Radio Nation Radio 920. DeMond's got one more for you. Yeah, I did want to ask you about a little football. One of the last times we had you on, you were talking about helping out coaching your grandson's football team. Are you still helping out on the youth level? Oh, dude, I'm in, man. I'm in. You know, you know, the good thing about being a grand, or, you know, I'm a pops. That's my my name. There you pops go. A grand, I, I can, I am able to furnish anybody who needs shoes. Call pops. Anybody who needs bat. Call pops. You need balls. Priceless. Call pops, man. I'm in. You know, we do it all, and and the gal now we enjoy it, and uh, they just got through with baseball, and they actually won the championship game in baseball. Nice. And little William just shorts off and had some nice hits and. And so uh, just all those kids together and doing all those things together. And, and the football season was a great season and had a lot of fun with that. And we'll do it, you know, he'll be back in it. Now. He's got some talent, guys. I'm at Mark, if, if Mark and I are still alive at that time, <clears throat> he may have to, you know, you just might have to draft the kid. Make there the call. Make the call. Hey, hey, look, that's all good. We'll 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 put the call in for you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, you know, and, and and we'll wrap up on this. But you know, we we talked about what happened. But how much does sports? You know, it all comes back to sports. How much does sports help the community come together as well? You're exactly right. And and what it can do, is, and and in this case. Uh, you know, we had uh, football season. We, we we just got through with baseball, but and it was and, and this particular side of it was was uh, eight years and under, six, seven, and eight years old. And so you actually still coach pitch. Next year it will change for those guys when they turn nine. But all the families were out there together. You know, all mm-hmm. the kids were out there together 
sure enough, uh, they were, you know, they're battling against each other, different teams, but afterwards they all gave each other hugs, shook their hand and, and they were, you know, coming together, you know, by playing sports and the same thing that happened with football, the football side of it. And there's a lot of kids that are involved in it, you know, and, and parents that are involved with it. And, and I think it's, it is a way, as you just said, it's a way where everybody gets back together again and gets involved. And I think, you know, at least on the backside, you know, just thinking through this, uh, it, it certainly makes you appreciate just getting together again. Yeah, you want to win. You know, you want your kid to do great. But but at the end of it, you know, all of you are healthy and you're out there to get get out there together and have fun together and play together and someone's going to win or lose. But you know what? Uh, you move on to the next one and, and, you know, maybe take it, maybe just look at it a little differently now yep. uh, than, than you used to. And But you're right, man. Everybody's out there together and sort of bringing back, bringing each other up again as we go through and we're, we're reminded, which we need to be, as you suggested, as we need to be, we're, we're reminded a year later of the devastation that took place. And hopefully through that reminder, we're constantly thinking of ways to keep our kids safe. And believe you me, you know, I'm, I am on top of it more mm-hmm. than I ever used to be. Not yep. just my kid, but someone else's kid. I'm always looking. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, so it's good. No, it is. It really is. And like I said, you're doing a fantastic job. And it's great to hear the stories of, you know, being able to to be a part of the, you know, the coaches coaching, you know, there of the little ones and everything. And that's that's what it's all about. And that's about having fun. And like I said, bringing the community back together. Uh, Van, thank you so much for the time, man. I really do appreciate catching up and just, you know, seeing how the community is going along. Because, again, when it's all said and done, man, that's what matters. It doesn't matter where you live. It's all about the community. We always got to take care of each other. Remember this, guys. And I learned it firsthand. You know, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these teams, a lot of organizations, and I don't care it's football, whatever it is, they they have their little statements and they say something, and it's not always really the case. In this case, once a Raider, always a Raider. Dude, it is real. It is real. Nice. I, How many times do you have someone step in and give you a million dollars for your community? Right. It just, you know, it, it's pretty cool, and so that that's a great thing. So go Raiders, man. Uh, they got they're going to do something this year. I feel it, and. uh and so there you go, guys. Thank you, guys. So there you go. Done deal records right there on that conversation with Van McElroy. Again, very important conversation, uh, something that needs to be had. It can't just be one of those things that you ignore. You ignore it. You're not doing anything to help it, right? And so I love the fact that Van McElroy stepped up to the plate. I love the fact that Mark Davis stepped up to the plate. And I love the fact that other uh, teams like the Cowboys, like the Texans, like HEB, as I mentioned before, all of those organizations had to step up to the plate as well and donate money and try to get this thing fixed. And I'll tell you right now, that ha- needs to happen not only in Uvalde, Texas, but across the country. All our campuses need to be secure. When kids go to school, I don't care if they're in elementary school or if they're in college, right? When they go to school, they should know that they're going to be safe while they're on campus. And too many times, crazy things are happening that are just not necessary and not needed. And so uh, that conversation with Van McElroy was very important to me. Again, I was one year removed from the tragedy that happened at Robb Elementary. It was May 24, 2022. We had that conversation on May 24th. 2023. So that's going to do it for today's episode. Raider Nation, definitely appreciate you again. Hope you don't mind the best of shows, but I'm on vacation and so I wanted to make sure I left you with something before I got 
got away and, and, and just let the hair down to say for a little while with the family. So coming up tomorrow, uh, I believe you'll hear from GM Dave Ziegler. Uh, we had a good conversation with him. It was about 30 minutes long on the Raider Roundtable from Raider Content Day. It was JT the Brick, myself, and Eric Allen. Really good stuff talking about the current Raiders team. You'll hear that coming up on tomorrow's edition of the Lockdown Raiders Podcast. Until then, Raider Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.